Hello and welcome to my podcast series on Get a Grip on Mindfulness. I'm Lorraine Rooney, Wellbeing and I, and my background is practicing and teaching mindfulness for over eight years now, along with other mental health therapies, meditation, uh, EFT, matrix reimprinting, yin yoga, and Reiki. So today's episode is a get a grip of self-love, or get a grip on self-love. Let's get a grip anyway. <laughs> Such a challenging aspect of our humanness of ourselves and something I'm sure we would all love to get a grip of. Um, so listen to this podcast on my experiences and how mindfulness has helped me understand myself more and how you can get a grip too. So welcome to the podcast of self-love. I really wanted to look at this topic. It's something that um, I remember teaching for the first time. Um, and throughout every time I really go here with this topic, it's I'd always ask the group that I'm with or the person um, and ask, do you love yourself? And I can see that in that moment that sometimes that's uncomfortable. And asking that person to even say in this moment, that I love myself. And this concept that most of us feel uncomfortable with, hmm, do we? Yeah, probably most of us feel uncomfortable with actually saying out loud or in our head, I love myself. And maybe even awkward saying, I love myself. Um, but in my other in, in my other therapy, EFT, uh, emotional freedom techniques, tapping therapy, there's a statement we, we will repeat quite often. And um, it's I love and accept myself. And over the years, I've noticed how many of my clients were uncomfortable with that statement or even couldn't say that statement. So more often I'd use the statement, I completely and deeply accept myself, which means the same, but is easier to say or it's a little bit more comfortable um, because we took the word love out of it. However, I fully understand that even this statement can be challenging um, so let's just try something for a moment. I would like you to just uh, say in your mind, I love and accept myself. Or maybe say it out loud if you can. Um, I love and accept myself. I just want you to see how you feel with that statement. And now say the other one, I completely and deeply accept myself. I completely and deeply accept myself. Let's see how that feels. And there's no right or wrong way to react to either sentence. It is what it is. Whatever comes up for you, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, it's good just to, to notice what, what, how that feels and is there any awkwardness? So um, when you're being aware uh, of this, it's how comfortable you are with either or both statements. How does that feel for you? But this is not to judge or criticize yourself or think that this is wrong, right, or anything really. It's just a sentence and it's really just to see where you are with this, um, about how you feel about yourself. Um, are we even focusing on any aspect of loving ourselves? And it's to see what thoughts or emotions this brings up. 
And that's really where, you know, we can start from. So over the years, learning to love and accept myself um, initially took time. There's no doubt about that. And before I began my mindful journey, um, in all honesty, I believed I was not a nice person. Um, I was failing in every aspect of my life and always had. <laughs> uh, never really felt I'd achieved much. Um, and so, which is how I saw it really at the time. And I felt as though I was dying inside and uh, I was lost in all the negative thinking, the emotions about it all, um, and the emotions and negative thinking I had about myself and that was physically as well. And all the things I was involved in at that throughout the years in my life and that was family, work, friends, relationships. Uh, and at some point uh, I started to become really overwhelmed by it all and and by my, by my life really. Um, so now when I look back, uh, there was no room for me, uh, especially no room for me to consider loving myself. I mean, I couldn't have been further away from it at that point. So not loving myself was a difficult, unpleasant and painful experience. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been there or felt like that. And you may have experienced it or feel that you're experiencing that right now. And I didn't know that was, um, that was suffering that, you know, I didn't really know that I was suffering at the time. I just thought this was, this must be, this is life. It feels real. There's no way out. Um, so I created a belief and my belief was I'm not good enough. Full stop. I'm just not good enough. Um, and I am not what I thought I would be. <laughs> so, uh, all those hopes and dreams or things that you still going to happen, or I just didn't think I, I, I was who I, I should be. Um, or was and I was letting everyone down and especially myself I'm just not good enough for anything and I hated myself from the inside out and I'll be honest with you that is a word I do not use these days Um, even to say it I'm not comfortable with it anymore Um, I don't use this word in any aspect of describing my life at all Uh, um, I don't use it to describe my life my choices those I know, those I surround myself with, things I experience or have experienced. I've, I've, I've dropped this word from my vocabulary uh, a long time ago as um, I learned to realize the energy of this word. Uh, words have a vibration and that has a big vibration and it's very low. Um, and I, I do not wish to be at that level or bring this into my vibration anymore. So you know, this is a declaration initially to my self-love and to take care of me, which I'll go on to explain, uh, you know, what that is. But that declaration of just starting to stop using that word was a big step for me. So self-love, okay, it's it's also known as self-compassion and connecting uh, with the sentence, when I asked you to, has a vibration. And this is important to know as words do have a vibration, they have an energy, uh, which really are our emotions. So when we say these words mentally, often we say so many words mentally that never come out of our mouth. Those thoughts, those words are still having a vibration and an energy through our body. So to dislike myself, which is the word I use now instead of the H word, is an attack on myself. Using the H word or not, you know, but uh, I I prefer to use the word dislike. It doesn't have such a harsh vibration for me. So it is an attack on myself. And to not self-love 
or have self-compassion for myself physically and mentally is attacking myself and bringing on suffering, uh, bringing on suffering energy, a vibration which does not serve me, a, a vibration I learned to realize I was experiencing because I felt it and um, it wasn't, certainly wasn't pleasant and in fact very painful emotional pain. So when in mindfulness or spiritual references, when we say, um, you know, this does not serve me means that this is not positive. It's not working for me. It's not helping me. Um, and this is making me feel negative, maybe depressed, anxious, unloved, hurt, all those, et cetera, et cetera, all those negative vibrations, those words in, um, going on and feeling them and believing them. You know, when you feel something, you believe it. So this is where we um, become aware of our words and begin a journey of self-love. So I want you to just consider being aware of the, the words that you use about yourself um, and be aware of the words that you use in general uh, about anything and everything. It all has a vibration. And that will begin the journey of self-love to see how unloved you are making yourself or how unloved you feel. Mm. Yeah, so what is self-love? It is likely we're all programmed on the understanding that self-love is wrong. It's arrogant to love oneself, especially one's body. Um, to look at your body and love it. Imagine that, just to look at your body and love it. I was so far away from that at one point. And how many of us even want to look at it, never mind love it? <laughs> I know I have a bit of a laugh there, but you know, I've been there. It's like, I don't want to look at it, never mind consider loving my body or loving myself or avoid mirrors. Don't want to catch a glance in the doorway of a, or a window. Um, <laughs> you know, of myself, which is always very distorted anyway. Um, but, you know, you just don't want to look. So so to be honest, it took me a while um, to do this. And at times I can look at myself and find flaws. Of course I can. You know, I can easily step back into that, uh, you know, step out of self-love and look in a mirror and criticize myself and find all the mirrors that no one else would see. And that's the thing. No one sees you like you see you. Um, and I can be very harsh and cruel to myself about my physical appearance. Um, and that is not love. That's dislike or the H word if you're using it. Okay. So imagine all your words of self-loathing um, because that's what they are. They're self-loathing. Um, and imagine you could see the effects on your body. Just imagine all those negative words um, of self-loathing. We could see the effects on our body as if it could leave a dot, you know, a dot on our body, a mark, for instance. Every time you criticized your body or yourself, it would do that. And remember, self-loathing is not just about our bodies. It's about our behaviors. It's about what we choose to do in life and who we feel we are uh, work-wise and families and partners, etc. You know, it's all in there. Um, we, if we self-love ourselves, if we self-loathe ourselves, 
you know, it's highly likely we're seeing it outside of ourselves as well. We'll we'll dislike our job, we'll dislike our families, our partners, our friends, or everything we do, and especially our behaviours and who we are and how we behave. And you just start to think you're the worst person in the world. Um, just takes me back to thinking that's what I felt. So imagine you could see all this on your body. Imagine it could leave an imprint on your body just from the words you choose to describe yourself and the words, the conversations you have about yourself, that imaginary friend having a go because that's what they are, a made-up friend having a go at you. It's not you. It feels real, but it's not who you are. It's a, it's like an imposter, an imitation of you having a go at you. Um, it's like all the things that we've experienced and absorbed in our subconscious in life about ourselves and about the world transforms into this imaginary friend and just you can't shake them off. They're just on your shoulder all the time saying all these things. And remember, they're only, you know, only words. This is not, you know, um, they're not real marks on your body. They're words. But imagine just for a moment that you could... Um, we're only looking at words at the moment that could maybe leave a mark. We're not looking at any other aspects of leaving marks on our body, but just the words. Imagine all the words you've said yourself are imprinted on your skin or a dot for every word you've said about yourself from, you know, all the all the times you've called yourself names, called yourself out for anything, even in jest or in sarcasm. And, you know, sarcasm is so part of our culture. And sarcasm is a criticism of self and of others. You know, what's the old saying? Um, what is it? Uh, many a true word said in jest. We hide behind the laughter. Mm. Something to think about. So if these were visible on our body for a moment, let's think about this. So if these were visible on our body, maybe we could see how much of it we do. And we could see then how damaging it is. We could actually see it. It'd be, you know, you could have an arm covered in dots or uh, then suddenly your other arm's covered in dots and then your, your toes starts to gather there. And so eventually there's nowhere left on your body for a dot to exist. You're completely covered in um, in all this negativity, all these things you've said to yourself. Um, and... We, we could probably see then how damaging it is. It damages our mindset and how we see ourselves, which impacts our confidence, our energy, our vibration, um, how, lo how low our mood can be, you know, or how anxious it can make us. Maybe if we've seen this, we would want to stop adding another mark, another remark, another word, another vibration. However, I know in saying that, it's uh, maybe not as easy, um, you know, once the, once in order to change that because, you know what, it's become a habit, a habit of doing this, a habit of criticizing ourselves, a habit of having a go at ourselves. It's now become stuck. Mm, yeah, it's, it's like a constant record. And even when you do feel good about yourself, it's so short-lived and so momentary. You just go back into playing the same old program. And giving my age away here, I'm just going to refer to it as the same old record. And it just keeps going round and round and round. And that just gets stuck in your subconscious, your remuneration thinking, and you actually then believe it. Hmm. So whatever you tell your mind, 
or even though you might not even be aware that you're telling your mind this, but even though you're telling your mind, you're having these conversations with yourself, this is now turning into a belief. And that's how beliefs get installed through constantly thinking it till you feel it and you believe it to be true. And you start to believe that you're not worth it. I am not enough. I am not enough. I am not worth loving. I am not worth self-love. Never mind love from anyone else. And so it just gets to be embedded. So our self-love is something we may not have been taught. What about that then? Self-love may be something we haven't been taught. Most of us grew up in a society society. You know, I tell you what. I actually, put it this way: we we grow up, we grew up with societal expectations. Um, you know, where this is the norm. Um, so imagine at school we had lessons. Um, we had all our lessons. Imagine if we had a self love lesson, or self compassion, on what it is to love oneself and others. And I'm not sure if it happens now, but I think in primary school there are aspects of mindfulness creeping in. Um, I don't think it happens in senior schools as much, but I do think in primary schools now uh, there's more mindfulness coming in about uh, being kind and taking care of yourself and gratitude and love. Um, and, you know, but I don't think it goes into the senior years or further education or especially not our work. <laughs> Imagine if we could have a team meeting on self-love be brilliant. Um, so if we were not taught this, then what were we taught? What did society teach us about ourselves? So think about what you think about your own upbringing, your own background, um, you know, from the home to friends, to peer groups, to uh, education. Um, it's really good to reflect and start to think about, you know, uh, what I was taught and and by the way, this is not an opportunity to criticize or blame any system or anybody in your life or yourself or anything or anyone. It's merely an observation of why or how we lack self-love because once we can tap into that to understand it, we can work with it from there. It's not our fault that we don't love ourselves. It's nobody's fault. It's about us suddenly starting to think, hang on, I'm an adult now. I can love myself. I can absolutely choose to start loving myself and moving forward with this. So just have a, you know, take the opportunity to reflect a bit. And, you know, did we learn the opposite maybe? Hmm. Maybe did we learn not to love ourselves and not praise ourselves, to not believe in how amazing we could be or how amazing we even are, you know, our mind could be. Maybe that um, was considered showing off an arrogance that is not accepted in our society. Um, one thing I want to explain, that self-love and compassion is not arrogance, okay? It's not um, It's it's not about being arrogant or showing off. Uh, it's an ego aspect of ourselves. Uh, self-love is pure. It's kind. It's gentle. It's self-praise. It's, it's um, you know, that we're, we're doing okay. It's reassuring ourselves that we are enough. That we did enough. Um, we we are absolutely enough just by waking up every day. Um, and not to be enough means that you're trying to meet maybe an expectation that isn't yours, or that you're trying to meet an expectation that you have set yourself, or is it a um, you're trying to meet something that society said we should be, or someone else said it, 
And that then stops you loving yourself because you feel you haven't met it. How about we just don't worry about those things? Do they really matter? Let's just love ourselves anyway for the being, the physical being you are right now and for for being here, for being in this life. And we absolutely are doing the best we can every day. And that's all that matters. It's not about tomorrow. So think about this kindness, this gentleness you can bring to yourself, this self-praise. You know, when we're not doing that, all this takes us further away from ourselves. when we're living to other expectations. We just move away, further away from ourselves, further away from the natural loving being we are. And to be in self-love and compassion does not weaken you. It's not a weakness to love yourself. It's an absolute strength and it will take you wherever you want to go. Your confidence will build. You'll just feel comfortable with who you are and that's the most important thing. Um, It's not about being comfortable because you look like someone else or you fit into a group or you fit into this society. It's about being comfortable with who you are full stop. So it's not a weakness as it may have been considered in the past because as children that's all we are that's um that's all we are and then it's uh, you know likely that society says you need to harden up um so you can get through life or be prepared for life so you know you started off loving yourself and enjoying who you were until that awareness kicked in and somebody said something somebody pointed something out to you and suddenly now you're aware that you are different or you didn't fit in today or you didn't meet that expectation or you're told that just just harden up, just, you know, wise up and get on with life and be prepared for life. Again, no blame. That's just where society is and, you know, we just continue it on. But let's look at it this way. How about we love who we are so we can get through those difficult times that will come regardless? You know, you don't have to toughen up to get through a difficult situation. You can love yourself through it and how, and just look back and I'm doing okay today. I'm doing the best I can today. Bring some kindness to yourself to get through these things. You do not have to harden up and be tough to get through these things. So, you know, how about we love ourselves regardless to have a tough, um, you know, if we get into this tough attitude, it just puts walls and barriers up and that are not true to our nature and we become something we're not just to show we're strong enough to cope. Who, who we're trying to show. So this is where I realized all I was doing was trying to be strong enough to cope and just keep going attitude, you know, not to crumble. That's a weakness. And, um, and that's the last thing I want people to see that I'm not coping Um, Well, that's exactly what happened. I wasn't coping. So the lack of learning self-love and to be tough and hard didn't work anyway. Since I discovered this and I learned that I am important and to love who I am, what I am, my body, my spirit, the world I live in, suddenly I started to feel stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I liked myself more. I started off with trying to like myself more, that I was okay. I didn't need outside people to tell me that because whoever I was going to ask was going to say it anyway. So even though they were saying it, I wasn't believing it. So I had to believe it for myself. I had to look in and go, do you know what, Lorraine? You're doing all right. You're a good person. You're doing the best you can. And that I could manage those difficult times. And if I love myself and take care of myself through those difficult times, um, 
I got through them better, that I could trust myself and be okay with that. And yes, self-criticism came in. It just doesn't disappear because I chose not to focus on it. I chose to focus on being kind to myself and that was enough and I was good enough and I could stand in that truth that I am good enough. And this is what helped me build my resilience to whatever comes to me, the kindness I show myself, that I'm okay, that I am who I am, and that gentleness, learning how to comfort myself was where it changed. That yes, might make mistakes, might say wrong things, of course, I'm only human at the end of the day, but I now have kinder conversations with myself. My self-talk is gentle and more accepting of me, more forgiving of me. I learn from them, I hope. Not all the time. I do my best to learn from what, you know, isn't going so well. And I'm more aware of me criticizing me and begin to embed my self-love, my self-compassion. And I've learned how to do this through my mindfulness and being aware that I was doing that in the first place. So there's no person, there's no one who can take care of you better than you. Even when that feels impossible, you are the best person to love yourself. You do not, um, if you do not love yourself, you may not love life. So be patient, be kind, and be gentle with yourself on this journey. You have nothing to prove to anyone or yourself. You're just here to enjoy the best you can each day you wake up in. You can do it. You can do it. If you focus on it enough, you will do it. Trust yourself. Create the belief that you are worth it and that you will feel the self-love for yourself. It's something you have to focus on all the time. You can't just have one moment of thinking about it and it's okay because remember, the thoughts of not loving yourself are more embedded and they're off, they're coming around more. They're there every day because you, you're feeding them. How about you start to focus on feeding into your mind some kind thoughts? So I did that well today. Start off with just one thing at the end of the day. I did that well today. I'm really glad I had that conversation. I'm really glad I made myself that cup of tea. I'm glad I brushed my hair this morning. I'm glad that I managed to get dressed this morning. Small things of praise starts to build. You do not have to start looking in a mirror right now and going, I love and accept myself. I'm amazing. That's the end. That's where you get to. You know, you can, you get to a point where you feel comfortable with doing that more than being uncomfortable with doing that. But you've got to start somewhere. So just start to focus on the small things. So I hope this was interesting and you enjoyed listening to my podcast. You know, please feel free to share it on your social media with your friends if you feel they would enjoy it too. That would be a great help. Um, I'd be most grateful. Um, And I hope you continue to follow me on my Get a Grip of Mindfulness, these little snippets of uh, mindfulness through my podcast series. So I'm signing off now. Namaste, love, life, light, love, light and blessings to you. You make sure you take care of you. You are enough. You are worthy of your own self-love. And once you start loving yourself, life will love you back and you will get it both ways. Namaste. Take care.